Good morning, it's June 4th, 2022, and this is To My Liberal Friends. I was traveling yesterday, so I didn't get my normal Friday podcast up. So I'm doing one here on Saturday. <clears throat> I think it's time to take a look at the Senate race in this year's midterms, because they may give an indication of whether Joe Biden continued down this progressive path, or whether he would have to pivot like Bill Clinton did when he lost both the House and Senate. There's some key races out there, and we should look at each one individually. The first I think everybody understands that the Republicans are probably going to win the House, and that is going to force some real problems for the Biden administration. But when we look at those races the Republicans are defending, they're key ones because we have to be successful in these if they want to wrest the majority control from the Democrats. Ohio is going to be a bellwether state. Rob Portman is retiring, and the Republicans have nominated J.D. Vance, and he's backed by former President Donald Trump. The Democrats have put their support behind Congressman Tim Ryan. Ryan's an interesting case. He's an economic populist who has bucked his party on a couple of issues and has said he can win in Ohio. His problem is that if you look at the turnout numbers, remembering this is a midterm election and turnout will be lower than presidential years, there's a skepticism with the Democratic National Committee about how much in the way of financial resources they can commit to Ohio. Ohio's been tilting to the right, and some doubt it can be called a swing state these days. Biden's low poll numbers will certainly act as another anchor to the Ryan campaign. On the Republican side, Vance will have to reach out and bring support from those that supported his opponents in the primary. But the RNC will give him all the financial support he needs. And I predict that Vance will win this race, keeping the seat as a Republican. Next is Pennsylvania. David McCormick has just conceded to Dr. Mehmet Oz, and this is another open seat where Republican incumbent is retiring. Again, it's critical that Republicans hold this seat. Just as in Ohio, Trump backed the winner of this primary. And I mention this because, just like the Ohio race, it's important for the dedicated Trump supporters to come out in November for Oz and Vance to win. The Democrats have nominated Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman, who's an outspoken liberal progressive. He's been somewhat hobbled by having some health issues during the campaign, but he vows he's ready to go. McCormick has indicated that he will support Oz, and that is a big deal. I doubt that many of Connor Lamb, Fetterman's opponent in the primary, will be actively supporting Fetterman. He's just too far to the left for them. And I predict Oz is going to win this seat and keep it in the Republican column. Republicans are a toss-up race, and it's a tough call for both parties. The incumbent Ron Johnson is is going to get a strong challenge in this race, and it'll be a close race, and Wisconsin is truly what I would call a swing state. The Democratic primary is not until August 9th, and the latest poll showed that Mandela Barnes has a lead over his close competitors. He is the current lieutenant governor, but he's brought in the likes of Elizabeth Warren to campaign for him. The voters are going to have a clear choice between a liberal progressive Democrat and a versus a conservative Republican, and again, I say this is probably a toss-up right now. That could be an upset for Democrats. In North Carolina, the Republicans are also defending an open seat with the retirement of Richard Burr. This race features Ted Budd as the Republican against Cheryl Beasley, the Democrat. The latest polls show Budd leading by about 6%, and I believe Republicans are going to hold this seat with Budd winning. Now we have to look at some Democratic seats that are in play. The biggest one is in Georgia. Here we have Senator Raphael Warnock running against former football star Herschel Walker. Interestingly, this has to has two African-American candidates running against each other for the Senate, and I believe that's a first. 
This race is a dead heat right now, and I suspect it will be determined by voter turnout. Depending on the poll, Warnock could have a small lead, and the next poll shows Walker with a small lead. But if you look at the numbers that turned out in the primary, I suspect Walker's going to have an advantage, and I'm going to call this one for Walker, and Republicans flick, flip a crucial seat. In New Hampshire, Maggie Hassan is having a closer race than one would expect. The Republican primary is not until mid-September, and she holds a lead over all the candidates in the primary. If Chris Sununu, the current governor, had gotten in this race, I think he would have easily won it, but he opted not in. Interestingly, the University of New Hampshire poll shows the Republican challengers closer than other polls in the same state. She has come out for strong border control as she tries to fight off the label of being a Joe Biden liberal. And this race will be close. I think Hassan will probably pull it out, but then she'll go back to voting as an ultra-liberal. In Arizona, there's another state with a late primary. The two leading Republicans are Mark Burnovich and Jim Lamon. I believe Burnovich will ultimately win this race and face the incumbent Mark Kelly. As a senator, Kelly's been almost invisible. And like Hassan and Warnock, all of a sudden he's paying attention to the border crisis. He's going to have a tough race, and I will call it a toss-up where Republicans have a chance to flip another seat. There are two more key races out there that are interesting. One is Nevada. Here we have the incumbent, Catherine Cortez Masto, a Democrat, running in a seat that has turned reliably blue in recent elections, yet she cannot seem to get ahead of the Republican challengers. Polling out, out there has been all over the place with the Republicans Adam Laxalt and Sam Brown, both showing strong inroads in keeping the race close. I suspect Adam Laxalt will win the June 14th primary, and this is another state where turnout will be crucial. If the Democrats sit on their hands, they could lose this seat, and Laxalt, his name still carries strong credibility in Nevada. The final seat that I think is in play is surprisingly in Colorado. Nobody thought that Michael Bennett, the Democratic incumbent, would be in any trouble, but he's being dragged down by the Biden poll numbers, and suddenly this seat is being looked at by both sides. Bennett has strong leads over both Republicans in the June primary, but he's under 50% in a poll conducted in April. And that's never a good sign for an incumbent. I'm not sure what will happen in this race. I suspect Bennett will win, but it'll be closer than expected. And this was a state that Biden won handily in 2020. So overall, I think the chances are that the Republicans could pick up one, maybe two seats in these races. And that's bad news for Biden, because I do believe he's going to lose the House. And he will have to determine, will I flip over and do what Clinton did? We're like, just keep going down this path and dragging Democrats down with me. This has been To My Liberal Friends. Thanks for listening.